Welcome back to the Power Six Podcast. Here's your host, Isaiah Rose. All right, guys, we are back with another week of the Headley Harmonica intro music. Appreciate it, Headley. Uh, this week's exciting week. We are back with our picks. Uh, we got some more uh, off-season reactions, some poll reactions, and uh, we'll just we'll go ahead and dive into everything. What do we got this week, Max? Yes, that is exactly right, Isaiah. The long, dark, sad, realignment-filled off-season is over. There are games to predict this week. We're going to see a game that's many hours of flying away from us. We're going to see the Heisman Trophy front runner and defending winner play this week. So fun to have predictions back on the schedule. We also have Tank and Bank back on the schedule too. Uh, so that's fun. Make sure you have those ready. And yeah, that's about it. So let's get into um, some last offseason reaction um topics discussion before we kick things off into the season and predictions uh we'll start off with nebraska um we saw over this last weekend that gabe irvin named rb1 gets the nod over uh anthony grant and ramir johnson uh, matt rule said anthony grant had a couple fumbles in their scrimmage and he said if you fumble the ball you're not going to play for them and now gabe irvin is the guy, which he's been like kind of the like Frost wanted him the starter for the last um, two years, but he just got injured in them. So now, now he is the guy. He's fully healthy. I don't know if anyone else has anything about Gabe Irvin being number one. Yeah, nothing crazy. <laughs> I'm trying to mute myself. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree, and I, I absolutely love the play by Matt Rule. It shows that, you know, it doesn't matter whether or not you had a really good year last year and were kind of the, the star of the team. If you're going to be putting the ball on the ground in practice, you're going to put the ball on the ground in game, and that's not something that Rule wants to put up with. So I, I love it. Gabe Irvin looks really solid right now. Um, I hope it can translate into the – to an, into a game setting, so I'm excited to see him get it done next week. Yeah, I wonder if this is a uh, an experiment moving forward. If uh, AG will come back as the RB one later, if uh, Gabe Urban doesn't do it, but um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think it's exciting. I think finally, we'll see a lot of time split between the two still. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't I think we'll see that much time split. I think Gabe Irvin's going to be a pretty clear number one. I think it's going to be like 70% Irvin and then like 15 and 15 between Ramirez and AG. Really? You think he lost that many snaps? I don't know. No, no, no. I don't think it's about Anthony Grant losing that many. Ramirez Johnson was supposed to be the start of the last two years in a row, but he just had injuries. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't think AG lost it. I just think, or not, did I say Ramirez? Gabe Irvin. Gabe Irvin is just, I think, the guy. Yeah, that's fair. We'll get we'll get a add a snap count for us on that Minnesota game. <laughs> Put Isaiah on it. Yeah, it's true. Maybe not. I, mean, I bet Gaber, but Gaberman's not going to get seventy percent of the runs for the whole season. I should correct that. He might get he might get quite a bit for the Minnesota game. Um, I bet he'll get more like fifty, and then he'll be like thirty ag twenty. Ramir Johnson probably more like it. You think we'll see Ramir Johnson that much? Yeah, I'd like that. Get some elusiveness hope, out there. Yeah, I kind of hope we uh, get like the guy at running back. Like, 
yeah. a clear cut number one. Like he's taken a very big majority of the snaps. Like, and he's just a dog. Like, I really hope we get that. Yeah, because we really haven't had that in a while. Just not since not... mirror, it feels like. Well, Ozig, I feel like Ozigbo for a while. He kind of oh. had he had that. Zigbo had it for one year. Yeah, he did. But other than that, we haven't really seen a clear running back one in three or four seasons. Yeah, I mean, but I also wouldn't be upset if Anthony Grant or Ramir Johnson and Gabe Urban ended up being like the Blake Corman, Donovan Edwards. Like, I'm not going to yeah. be upset about that. No, not um, at all. Even with Blake. Corman is the running, obvious running back one, but Donovan Edwards would be a star on any other t- college football team right now, too. Yeah. Having them both be up there. Yeah, even that one though, I bet I bet that one will be like Blake Corum probably 70-30. He'll probably get the nod over Donovan Edwards. Are they both seniors at Michigan? Um, I don't know. I mean, I know they've both have been there for at least a few years now, so at least probably juniors. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. So I don't know. It's exciting, though, because we have really good depth at running back and really good players at running back. Um, and Gabe Irvin, in the five seconds of footage that we've gotten to see him in practice so far, looked pretty pretty good. And the pictures we've seen, I mean, he looks like a monster. So Yeah, yeah. Tough look for uh, Isaac Gifford there in that video. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, now let's get into a little question. We kind of we're talking about this with the the running backs on who we think we'll see most. He's going to be kind of the guy. But Brad, you asked this question uh, a couple days ago, or I don't know when it was yet. Was yeah. it last night? On Saturday. 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 Uh, which player are you most excited to see? I thought it was a good question. I think the obvious answer, and what I said at first, was Jeff Sims, just because I mean he's going to touch the ball the most, and he looks like a freak athlete. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. I'm very excited about Jeff Sims. The right answer. If Jeff, we need Jeff Sims to be good to have a good season. Mm, I I would completely agree. I think Jeff Sims is the big question mark, and then I would even put Billy Kemp up there right next to him. Two guys coming in. It's going to be. We need him to play really well this year. Yeah, I think those guys are important. I guess the question of most exciting or excited to see is just like in general, a, a question, I guess, to any players. I Mine is Thomas Fedoni. I mean, I we've been waiting on him for, for three years since he's been injured and not healthy since he's come back or since he's come. And uh, I mean, he's stayed through injuries and he's even through changes of coaching. And um, so he's got some sort of passion and uh and love for the team and sport so and he was the number one tight end in his class i believe if uh i'm not yep yeah so i'm i think he's gonna be a dog so i'm just excited to see him it's gonna be if he can stay healthy yeah i've got another guy here i'm really excited to see and it's luke reimer you guys know i'm a huge luke reimer fan always have been um right now he has 227 career tackles and if he does what he did last year and he had 86 tackles he'll be third all time at nebraska um right ahead of mike brown in tackles that's pretty cool i'm excited to see that this year um also isaiah i i sorry for not keeping the straight face connor keeps farting right when i <laughs> on, 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 and you know they're the 
Don't got to expose me like five that. Tanks. <laughs> They're the ones – he has to fart like six times in a row. He can't just fart once. <laughs> expose me to all the viewers like that, dude. Jeez. He's lying, <laughs> fellas. He's lying. <laughs> I think that's a really good answer, Brad. I'm really excited to see Thomas Fanoni as well. <laughs> no, you know who uh, I'm really excited to see? Tristan Alvano. Oh, that's that's a sneaky good pick. That is a good answer, right? Good there. analysis, Isaiah. Good answer. Good answer. I thought that was gonna be the way you paused there. I thought it would be some dumb yeah. <laughs> some answer. Dumb right? shit. No, that's true. I'm. I'm excited. Wait, wait. I, have that. I thought you were about to say Chubba Purdy or something like that. No. <laughs> Hunter Carver. Tommy Hill. <laughs> I am excited to see Tommy Hill. This Tommy. guy went defense, offense, and I think he's back to defense now. I don't know how he, you – He's probably played equal parts defense, offense, special teams. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. No, but like, crazy. I was going to talk about Tristan Novano. I'm excited because if he's just as reliable as he was in high school – we haven't had a kicker like that since I said it last week, Alex Henry. So I'm I'm excited. I like him a lot. I think you pumped the brakes on that a little bit. High school football is a completely different atmosphere than college football. I think he's. I think it's. That's why I said if, if he, he is up, reliable as he was in high school, I didn't say he's going to be. He hasn't played a game yet. We need to. We need to see how he'll how he'll perform. So I'm excited to see if he if he's got if he got the nod to be the starter. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching him kick next Thursday. I will I think, say, um, go ahead, Max. go ahead, Brent. Oh, uh, I was gonna say, I, th- I will say real quick for uh, Tristan Alvano. I think he is gonna get the nod, and he's gonna be the starter. And for a true freshman kicker on the road, prime time, Big Ten game, boy, that's tough for the nerves for the old Tristan Alvano. So uh, I'm hoping to. I mean, obviously, he had huge nerves in the state championship game in Memorial Stadium. He actually knocked out of the park. But, man, on the road in the Big Ten environment at night, hopefully hopefully he stays calm and knocks it through. He's got that dog in him. Yeah. If he could do yeah, that, I, I could start to agree with Isaiah's statements, but it's going it's gonna to see if he yeah, can Yeah, he's, he's going to have to prove himself. I'm not – you know, I'm throwing it out there that he could be the next Alex Henry. But you've seen our kicker situation the last couple of years, so I'm not – I don't have my hopes up too high. I mean – He's a he's a five star. My hopes are pretty high. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to actually have a kicker. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be a different yeah, story. A, a safety coming in and kicking. <laughs> so bad. When, <laughs> when Scott Frost held open tryouts for yeah. kicker a few years ago in the middle so of the season. Bad. Man, our special teams was in shambles. Yeah. Our special teams under Frost were terrible. Like just clean that up a little bit and we could be better this year. We'd be a better team this year. Ed Foley, special teams coach. He doesn't know if we'll play good, but they'll play <laughs> hard. Uh, next question I have, and Headley, you kind of touched on this, about which player is going to be the most important for Nebraska's success. And I kind of have it split offense-defense because maybe maybe you guys will have some more unique answers, but I feel like the offense, it just has to be like Jeff Sims. You know, he just has to be efficient, at least 60%, ideally 65-plus percent completion percentage. Can't turn the ball over. That's been a huge problem at Nebraska for a while is quarterback interceptions. Um, so if he can play good, that's huge. And then on defense, I'd go with one of the linemen like Ty Robinson because I, I feel really good about the entire group at linebacker and um, 
secondary were a little thin at D linemen. So if one of those one guy can step up big time like Ty Robinson or Nash Hutmacher, that could be huge for for getting some pressure on the QB and stopping the run. Yeah, I I would completely agree. I think on offense, I would actually say it's it's the offensive lineman as a, as a group. Um, you know, over the last few years, it's kind of been an area where we've struggled. Where whether it was Casey Thompson or Adrian Martinez, we're just it just felt like they were always kind of running out of the pocket and having to make a play. If we can get Jeff Sims into a comfortable position where he can throw from the pocket and then make plays when he needs to, I think it'll set us up for success a lot more. <clears throat> on defense, I think Nick Henrich is one of the most important players on our defensive side. If he can stay healthy, he's somebody that can really pump up the pump up and lead the defense. And he he's a grinder. He he he's definitely not shy of uh taking a hit. Yeah, I like that answer. Yeah, uh, I'll kind of echo Devin there. I actually had um, – I mean, obviously, it's going to be Jeff Sims. Like, he's he's our guy. He's going to touch the ball every day, every day, every play. Um, but Nebraska's O-line, O-line is going to be the most important in my eyes. Um, keeping Jeff Sims untouched as much as possible, especially with how much he runs as well. And then moving the lines for our running backs there. And then um, – our defense, I would say, again, like nobody specific, but linebackers, you know, those are our core guys, our leaders. Um, and I would say the D-line, but I don't see them being much of an X factor with the the new defensive formation. Um, but also those are – they are very important because Big Ten's a battle of the trenches. So, yeah, those are my two. Yeah, mine's definitely Jeff Sims um, on offense. There's no way that the Huskers are making a bowl, bowl game this year if he has as many turnovers as he has touchdowns. That's just – he has to protect the ball. And on defense, I don't really know if there's one guy I have in mind that needs to be good. Um, I think our linebackers are probably our strongest spot. Um so if, if they show up, that'd be good. And it, there has to be one defensive lineman that puts some sacks on the board. That That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. I think the D-line, we're going to rely a lot on Ty Robinson. Um, be a leader of that D-line. Like we've already talked about, core guys, the linebackers, those are our leaders. Those guys are going to drive this defense this year. Um, some guys we didn't mention, Marquise Buford. I'm excited to see him. Great, great player. Um, I don't want to talk about Tommy Hill anymore. It's not list his name all season. Um, Dude, but I then <laughs> we just, I just like to make fun of him. They say he's been making some, some steps at cornerback. So, okay. I, I would love to see it. So if he can, uh, redeem himself, um, offensive wise, offensive wise, other than like Jeff Sims and Gabe Irvin, I am very excited to see Isaiah Garcia Castaneda after we only got a couple games out of him last year. Um, I hope we can get the ball down the field. Like we said earlier, give Jeff Sims a pocket to let plays develop so he can get the ball down the field. I think IGC is going to be our deep ball threat this year. And I don't know. That's I'm just, I'm super excited overall. So, yeah, I don't think IGC really liked coach Frost all that much. Um, no. That's not very good when, when you hate the boss, man. 
um, probably not going to be too committed. Yeah, it's true. Um, unfortunately, I agree with your pick, Isaiah, of Marquise Buford. He's questionable on whether he's going to be ready to go for the Minnesota game or not. Um, he's the only like big time player right now that knock on wood injury wise is kind of not doing the best for the Huskers right now, but he, I, think, I bet he's, he's probably kind of 50, 50, I guess. Um, they said Teddy Prohaska and Marcus Washington, both back at practice today. So that's good. Um, two really big players. Um, those guys are going to be this year. Um, so yeah, I think on the defensive side too. A guy like Isaac Gifford is going to be pretty big just if, if they said they're going to use him as a rover, you know, if he's really that guy that's just going to be kind of flying around all over the defense, that's going to be big. And then Malcolm Hartsod led the team in interceptions last year with three INTs. Um, he only played when Frost and Shenander got fired and then Bill Bush came in as DC and they finally played Hartsog as a freshman. He played really good. So um, I expect his sophomore year to be to be good this year. Uh, last little question here before we get into our final Husker season predictions. And um, I'll ask this for you too, Connor, on who will lead the team for Iowa, who will lead the team for Nebraska in touchdowns. Um, I would be shocked if it was a wide receiver, just because I don't feel like we have that guy this year, like a Trey Palmer. So my mind immediately goes to RB1, which in this case is Gabe Irvin or Jeff Sims. Now, I think it's not a great sign if Jeff Sims is leading the team in touchdowns because I feel like then we're relying too much on the, the quarterback again, and I don't think Matt Rule wants to do that. So I'm going to say Gabe Irvin in that case. Yeah, I, I think that's a solid pick. I think Gabe Irvin has a really good chance at leading the team in touchdowns this year. Um, it, it'll all just depend on the scheme of the offense. If Jeff Sims comes out and they really are doing a more uh, gunslinging spread offense we may see billy kemp come up and have a quite a few touchdowns or icg it, it just kind of depends on how jeff sims is playing but yeah i think gabe urban is just the most solid choice I, I would be curious to see how he does out of the backfield in the passing game as well too no i'd agree max um we don't want to rely too much on jeff sims to give you know lead the team in touchdowns can't put it all on his back uh, Gabe Irvine, I think is a er, Irvin. I keep saying Irvine. Uh, Grave Irvin's a good pick. Um, I think you know we're gonna rely a lot on that as long as the O line you know can get a push and get some holes open for the running backs to get through. I think we'll be better off. Offensive line's definitely gonna be something to uh, look out for. But I mean, I think Jeff Sims is probably gonna lead us in touchdowns. So. I'm going to hope it's it's Gabe Irvin as well. Um, but I really would not be surprised if it's Jeff Sims. Um, whether that's design quarterback run or um, scrambling for his life, I think he'll make some plays uh, this year. Yeah, I had two names, and it was Gabe Irvin and Jeff Sims. So we're all kind of in the same boat, and I'm going to go with Gabe Irvin. Honor, does Iowa have Gabe Urban too? Is he going to lead the the team in touchdowns? <laughs> yeah, I got Gabe Urban. Um, no, for Iowa, uh, I think it's probably going to be Caleb Johnson that leads uh, the team for touchdowns. I think 
But if everything's going right for Kirk and Brian, that's how they're going to want to scheme the offense is getting more rushing touchdowns. Obviously, the passing. I don't think it's going to be one of the wild receivers. If I had to pick a second guy, it'd probably be one of the tight ends and Luke Lachey or Eric All. He's going to be leading with two touchdowns on the season or what? Probably, probably lead the team with five. I was going to say, I think Cooper DeGene could be in the running if he gets a pick sixes in there. <laughs> the <laughs> Iowa defense. <laughs> he was probably in contention last year with his three. If he, probably, actually. He probably had more touchdowns than a lot of guys in the offense. Yeah. Um, some tight ends in there is cool. I, that would be really cool for Nebraska if Thomas Fedoni could lead in touchdowns. I feel like that'd be that'd be a great sign. Have like a collegiate Big Ten version of Travis Kelsey out there. That'd be fun. All right, and then last but not least for Nebraska, we will get into the final record prediction. We've gone through a somewhat of a record prediction every offseason, or at least we've revisited. But we'll go we'll go ahead and throw our final predictions in there. Maybe some biggest wins or, or breakout players. Um so yeah, I guess I'll go first. I have Nebraska just barely hitting the under on the Vegas six and a half, but I think we'll get six wins. I don't want to be too crazy and say seven. Um because that is pretty crazy. Wow, that's really unfortunate. That's crazy. But I'm going to say six wins. Um, and I already mentioned his name a couple times, but I think Malcolm Hartzog can be a big-time player for the Huskers this year, get a few picks in there, because um, he kind of was that guy last year. But give me six wins, and give me a – hopefully – well, if we start 4-0, I sure hope we can at least get to, like, seven wins. But, yeah. Who's next? Don't we got an order up in this thing? Respect the order. Damn it, Isaiah. It's not me. Respect the order. Yes, Yes, it it is. is. Oh, well, we changed the order earlier. Shit, okay. Uh, (laughs) I I also have us going 6-6 and and then going to Las Vegas to play Utah in the Las Vegas Bowl. Um, I think, like everything Max said, those guys, you know, we need guys to step up that got to – do things on each side of the ball. So I think we're going six and six. Um, yeah, that's that's what I got. You got us going to the Las Vegas Bowl. No one else. That was, <laughs> that, that was not that a, was, an actual. That wasn't me. That was on Twitter. If you... That was Brett McMurphy on Twitter. Yeah. I, I say it just happens to have Las Vegas Bowl against Utah. <laughs> <That's crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> I. Have also got us at six and six. Um, I think we have a guaranteed loss in Michigan, and then I think between Wisconsin and Iowa, what we're going to lose one of those games for sure. And I, then the way I'm thinking about it, we have ten more games in the schedule that are all coin flips, or potentially coin flips. So I, and I think we take six of them. Connor, how's Iowa going? Yeah, Connor, Iowa. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> I think Iowa is going to go 10-2 and two this year. Uh, I think at Penn State, the wideout game is going to be a really tough one to win. And that's one I'm chalking up as they're probably a loss. But then given the, the rest of their season, their schedule is pretty easy. I'd say they got a, chan- a good chance to beat Wisconsin, but – 
that would be a loss, and then maybe another game up in there. But their schedule's pretty easy, and I think they have a good chance of going ten and two. I'm gonna go seven and five for the record with a notable win against Iowa at the end of the season. I love it, Brad. I was also gonna say it. seven and five, but looking more and more at Nebraska's schedule, I think eight and four could definitely be something that's achievable. Nebraska has one of the easiest schedules, not only in the Big Ten, but in college football this year. I think this is a good opportunity for Matt Rule to really flip the script on what Nebraska football has been. I think their biggest wins are going to be over Wisconsin and Iowa in back-to-back weeks to end the season off, right right going into bowl season. To clinch so, the Big Ten West for your prediction, right, Devin? Yep, to clinch in the Big Ten West, going and playing Michigan again, probably losing. but Taking that we'll thing see. home. I, I think I think they have a good chance. They just the biggest thing is they just got to close out games. So if they can close out games, those coin flips will start to look more like a 60, 40, 70, 30 kind of thing. Real quick, what do you guys think the floor and the ceiling is for Nebraska and then Connor, Iowa? So Max. That's a that's a great question, Brad. Um I would say the floor is four and eight. Um because I see us beating at least Northern Illinois and La Tech and then getting, getting at least two others. I mean, probably Colorado and Northwestern. I mean, those are two of the worst Power Five teams. They were actually the two worst Power Five teams in college football last year. Um, so it's like, that's got to be the floor in my mind, which I it'd, be, it'd still be really unfortunate if we did go four and eight. Ceiling, I think I could just do the exact reverses, eight and four. Um. Because, man, I feel like it'd be tough to, you know, four losses in there. I mean, Michigan, Wisconsin are good. I mean, maybe Minnesota right out of the gate, right? So, I don't know. Maybe maybe nine and three is the ceiling if you were actually going like, what, like what's the legit highest end of the, you know what I mean? But around there. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of similar there, Max. I think our floor is going to be three and nine, um, you know, getting our non-con wins and then Probably not win. Well, actually, no. It's got to be four and eight. I don't see us losing to uh, Northwestern. Uh, that being our only Big Ten win of the year. Um, I think that's our floor, four and eight. I'm gonna go with our ceiling is uh ten and two. Uh, those losses only being Michigan and Wisconsin. Um, so I think if our team's rolling, we'll have it going. There'll be a lot of momentum. So I think ten and two. It would probably be our ceiling there. That that's probably a little bit too much uh, hope for him, but I like to keep my horizons open. Yeah, my floor and ceiling are are actually really far apart, just because there's so many coin flip games. It feels like um, I could see. I mean, the ceiling. I don't see us losing to Northwestern, but I said that last year they went one eleven, and. Um, I don't see us losing to Northern Illinois. I I think we could as a floor we could do two and we can do two and ten. I think that's possible. But as a ceiling, I think we could we could do nine and three. There's just so many coin flip games, and who knows how the Big Ten West looks this year in Wisconsin. I people are high on Wisconsin. I have no. I think Wisconsin could just be awful this year. It's very possible. 
All right, for Iowa, um, their floor, I think, is seven and five. I'd like to say eight and four, but we'll go seven and five. I think that they'll do better than that. But um, for the ceiling, I'm going to go with 11 and one. Like to say 12 and 0, but we're not going to be quite that promiscuous. Uh, we're just going to go with 11 and one, that loss to Penn State. But if they if they ended up winning that one, who knows what the hell could happen the rest of the season? Um. Yeah. Sorry, I was just looking at Iowa's schedule. I was wondering why you're so high on them. They they got a pretty pretty easy schedule. It looks like. Um. But okay. So my ceiling probably eight and four, and my floor probably four four and eight. So kind of. Just complete opposite. All right. I got my floor at five and seven. I think the non-conference games are must wins. Um, there's no reason why we should be losing to La Tech and Northern Illinois. I also think Matt Rule really needs to make a statement this year. He needs to win more than more than at least more than two Big Ten games. I would I would be okay with him winning that number three and getting to five and seven, but Big Ten's tough. You can't just come in your first year and only win, you know, one or two conference games. So I think our floor has to be a five and seven. It's definitely showing some improvement over the last few years. And then our ceiling, not to get promiscuous like Connor, but uh, I would say uh, 10 and two with a loss being Michigan and then either Ohio, uh, not Ohio State, Iowa and Wisconsin, or Wisconsin. <clears throat> yeah, I'll say if they're, if there's ever a year for, I don't know, for a guy to come in here and, and win right away, despite the circumstances being what they are, which is a bit of a rebuild, it'd be this year because the schedule is so easy. We haven't had that really in a lot of our Big Ten schedules, uh, but it is really easy this year. And this is the last year it's probably ever going to be this easy for Nebraska with USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington joining next year. You're just automatically going to have like, Northwestern and Purdue's replaced by Oregon's and USC's, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so if there was ever a year for the team not to be like the greatest in the world, but still go out there and at least go like seven and five, this would be it. Um, so, yeah, I also think the floor at Nebraska should be like six wins. It sucks to say it's four wins, but first year head coach rebuilding a little bit gets a little bit of a leash, but I really expect, I really expect them to go out there and win six wins. No, anything less would be a, a major disappointment, regardless of it being his first year, in my opinion. But yeah, that's all we got for the last Nebraska offseason talk of the season. Next week, we'll be previewing a uh, week one matchup. By the way, Joel Clapp pod. Headley, I know you listened to it. Him and Gus Johnson will be on the call for that Thursday night week one game against Minnesota. So that's great news. I, I think they have um, our first two games. They do, yep. Awesome. Yep, that Thursday night game and then at Colorado. And then they should have the, the Michigan game as well. So they'll have three out of our first five games. We'll have Gus and Joel announcing. So that's pretty neat. Uh, next year, real quick, Jim Harbaugh, uh, news dropped, suspended for the first three games, not the first four. This is a self-imposed suspension by Michigan. They're hoping that it kind of takes care of any of the punishment that the NCAA would have divvied out. Um, so they're three ridiculously tough 
non-conference games, Jim Harbaugh is not going to be there. Damn. How will they survive? It's unfortunate for the uh, Wolverines. The Vereens. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's uh, let's take a look at the eight people. It got released um, a couple weeks ago, actually. And not a ton of surprises to me. Um, I think there's six Big Ten teams in there. Georgia came in at number one by a lot. I think they got 60 of the 63 possible first place votes. Surprised me Michigan didn't get a little bit more, but Georgia is kind of the given and they're the two-time defending champs, so they kind of deserve it. Um, yeah, and then everything else looks kind of what you'd expect. I had some notes. Um, Georgia, uh, first time, or not first, the first week where they hold the number one position for the eight and a half line, or what would I have it at? Nine and a half? I don't remember. I'll I'll go back, but there's there's one check mark um, mm. for what Georgia. What? Week zero don't count. Yeah, it does. What's well, preseason? Yeah, that, that gives you an it's extra a, week. That's a week. It's a week where they are sit at number one ranked. Then you get to add zero zero onto it. <laughs> zero. Well, technically, what? well, they'll still be that way for week one as well because they don't change the the poll after. Yeah, so there's week two. zero. No, no, so that's one. You get one. Week zero and week one count as one. Ah, bad, bad, bad. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I had notes here. Georgia, Michigan, not surprised there. Um, Penn State, I like. I love to see that they're highly ranked. Um, they're a very respected program. They just got to get over the Michigan OSU hurdles, and I think they will be more respected. Florida State, number eight, bad football team. Um <laughs> I was surprised to see Wisconsin ranked at 19 um, just because last year, you know, they didn't really have a typical Wisconsin season. And this year they have a new head coach. Um, and the one year he coached in the Big Ten as a head coach uh, got ran over by the Skurs. Um, so kind of kind of surprised to see Wisconsin in there. Ole Miss 22. It is their year. They're going to they're going to do something in the SEC. Nothing says this year you're you like being preseason 22. That's for sure. Exactly. Um, I had a couple here, more here. Tulane, the only group of five team in, uh, ranked, and they're 24th. I like to see that. And then uh, UCLA, not preseason ranked. And then Louisville, they're outside looking in with 14 votes. <laughs> yes, Louisville, 48th or whatever. Hey. They're still outside looking. Actually, uh, they're like thirty second. And you got then, the same amount of votes as Kansas and Troy. That's big time. That, yeah. yeah. My my Not last important. my last note here. Yeah, they got ten. Sorry. My last note <laughs> here is that South Alabama gets one vote, Nebraska zero. I mean, whoever did that's just an idiot. <laughs> we suck. What the heck? <laughs> Yeah, get me on that committee so I can at least get Nebraska one vote. What about James Madison, huh? Getting one and Liberty. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Liberty. Hey, so you know how every year in this preseason poll, there's a team in the top 10 to 15 that ends up just sucking, going like six and six or seven and five, whatever. What team do you guys think it'll be this year? Third name. Yeah, Notre Dame's a classic answer to that because they're always preseason ranked really high. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say Florida State. They, like, last year and they got blown out by Ohio State. They actually they lost like 17 to 7 or something to Ohio State, but then the week after that cuz that was week 1 they they got upset at home by Marshall. Yeah. Right. I yeah, I think Notre Dame's a great answer. They have just flopped my whole life. They, they I they're always like ranked 10th in the country and then they suck. I, well, besides I, when they have a besides when they have Manti Teo. They I think got smacked around in the Natty that year or They did. Yeah. Was they got d- they destroyed. The playoffs then. Yeah. Yeah. Manti Teo was too focused on his uh, fake girlfriend. But that's I think another cool. classic team in that realm is Texas. They just missed out on the top 10, but you know, they could easily once again. That's another not... good answer. Yeah, I I saw. I don't think Steve Sarkeesian has won more than eight games as a he Texas hasn't won coach. more than he hasn't won more than nine games in his entire career as a head coach. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're another team that gets a ton of hype. Um, and then I know they're outside the top fifteen, but Wisconsin. They are just – that is such a rebuild, and they're completely changing identity. I don't I don't know what they're going to end up looking like. Yeah. A lot of questions. They could be – they could be bad. They could be really good. It's kind of – kind of don't really know with them. I think Texas A&M at 23 is interesting because we know they have, like, all the talent in the world, but they uh, are another one of those teams that the last few years, Jimbo, hasn't been able to execute. Yeah. Texas A&M is the the example of this last year for sure. Where they yeah oh yeah. I mean, what were they ranked preseason? I think uh, they were fifth. Yeah, they were I, up yeah, there. That sounds right. And they were yeah. And they were like actually just a really bad football team. I Their think Nebraska had a horrible. shot against them last year. Yeah. They had the uh, in, they were coming off in twenty twenty one the best recruiting class in college football history. So. And it didn't do anything for him. No. Is that about all we got for the uh, the AP poll there? I'll be interested to see how it changes after week one because it, it won't change. They don't vote after week zero again. So we'll see what happens. Uh, another note, too, real quick on that. Top 10, week one, we do have a number five LSU versus number eight Florida State matchup, rematch of that incredible Sunday night game last year. It will be on Sunday night, week one, once again this year, as a top 10 matchup. Um, so that's going to be absolutely awesome. I'll show Can't you how bad uh, Florida State is. Yes, that will show us how bad the Seminoles are. Yeah. Correct. Um, all right, now let's get into the first tank and bank of the year. Unfortunately, it can't be on any games. But we can do it on the off season. I know it's kind of a little different, but I wanted to bring it back, so I figured we would do it. Uh, for my tank of the off season, I'm going to go with Iowa and Iowa State betters, man. That's a tank. <laughs> Bet on your own team. Get caught doing it through the off season. That's unfortunate. Um, Dory Connor, I still think Iowa's going to be just fine this year, but. That's a bank if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> no, they, that's <laughs> they got the bank, but they tanked. I don't think any of those guys were positive, and there's a couple guys that bet like five Gs. So I don't think they were costing the sportsbook. Some, some of them were doing it illegally, too. Um, my bank of the offseason 
is uh is just gonna be Michigan. Why not? I just think they're returning like all of their good players. No one left that was really big, and they got they freaking stole Ernest Hausman from us. He's gonna play for them. Uh, so yeah, Michigan because they have a bunch of twenty five year olds coming back. Um, I didn't really do much for my tank and bank. They're both about Nebraska. Um, my tank is losing Mickey Joseph and Xavier Betts this off season. It's tough for the program. And then my bank, the stupid bank, Nebraska, 20 years in a row of uh, off-season national championships, keeping it going. Let's go. That's a great bank. <laughs> that That's a bank every year. Yeah. Um, so for my tank, do I do tank or bank first? Tank. 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 Um, so my tank is endless conference realignment um, because – First of all, I'm just so tired of reading about it and hearing news about it. Um, and it also feels like the history is just kind of being tampered with. Uh, does not feel like the Big Ten um, is going to be the Big Ten for very much longer. And that kind of makes me sad. Um, my bank is the Brian Ferentz uh, contract. And I, th I think that is the most exciting thing. Um as fans that we get to watch this man fight for his job. And there's a, there's a public figure that he has to reach. That's fun. All right. For my tank, I just got coach prime. That man's just a fool. And he's been <laughs> fun to watch. Funny to laugh at all off season. And then my bank is Iowa getting rid of Petrus. <laughs> Those are good ones. That's a bank. That was, that was good. <laughs> I like I like the Iowa fan calls Dion the the tank. We love that, Connor. Thank you. It's, it's funny because he's just it is. It's an overall bank. <laughs> uh, my tank is the uh, tiny baby buffs and all the transfer portal stuff with them. Um, and then my bank is going to be the Nebraska um, look inside. Like little YouTube documentary thing that they're doing, I think that's cool. One bet on three, one bet on me. <laughs> Go straight to the next episode after this. Brad, Brad, I love that tank, by the way. Thank oh, you. yeah. My tank is Pat Fitzgerald and Northwestern Wildcats. You know, that... their crazy shit that they had going on. That's a tank. Uh, big tank. Uh, with the program a long time and just to see him get the can after something like that is uh ridiculous. Uh and my bank has got to be the rule aid man. It's the Ooh. Good coach. Ooh, I like We're that. Excited. I like that. Rule aid. I had not I hadn't heard that until just yeah. now. Devin, I think you went tank and bank. Those are good ones. Yeah. Rule aid. We got our second drop. I'm drinking the rule aid. Drinking the rule aid. Have you guys heard that before? No. I heard it on Reddit. Yeah. I swear I heard something Devin, that, that, that bank sucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love Tank and Bank. This is our best segment. Tank and Bank is awesome. We all had a great Tank and Bank, too. I, that was, good job, that was, good that was job. about as good as off-season oh, Tank and Bank could have gone. That was We had a, hit a lot of stuff there. We did. Yes, I love Tank and Bank, man. Oh, let's not, let's just, it's oh, nice when we all have different things. Ten times over. <laughs> Every week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look out for next pod. We're coming at you with 20 each tanking banks. And Thanks. for seven That's games. Cool.
<laughs> Headley, speaking of both of your uh, tank and banks, the tank was a good one because we're about to start kick off the last like normal season of college football as we've known it for our whole lives. It's sad. And it's, it's for our lives, especially like big 10 has been most of our life. Um, I mean, our parents, they've, I mean, that feels like they end that ended for them a while ago with the big 12 and all that, but I love big 10 football. It's, yeah. it's, it, I, I care about I care more about the Big Ten championship than I do about the national championship. Mostly because my team really just never has a shot for the national championship. We don't have a shot for the Big Ten championship, really. But hey, this I is love our year. the Big Ten. Um, and I think the only good thing about this is that Big Ten baseball could get better. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna... I, I, I think Big Ten baseball has a shot to be better. Uh, Nebraska basketball, on the other hand. They got some strong programs coming to the Big Ten. USC, UCLA, they suck. UCLA basketball or UCLA? Yeah, Dude, I'm not concerned Oregon about Nebraska UCLA. basketball getting any worse. It's Wait, just- one of you <laughs> mentioned though that we could see Bronny James and Lincoln with USC coming to the Big Ten. Because Someone said I didn't that. Think I about that. Unless he has another heart attack, but. I mean that wasn't funny, but yeah. That was very unfortunate that that did happen to Brian. <laughs> yeah. It's it's heart problem guy at another heart problem guy. That's true. That's true. So it's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. allowed to make heart problem jokes. It's like he's allowed to make dad jokes. Exactly. You just got bailed out big time there, Isaiah. <laughs> yeah, I canceled. Headley, what was your uh, bank? I was going to say something about that too. My bank was Brian Ferentz. Contract. Oh, not Brian yeah. Ferentz. Brian Ferentz is not a bank ever, but his contract, that's a bank. No, that is actually crazy. We never get literal – like, it's always a question mark. Are we going to keep this guy or not? We literally know if that guy's going to be kept. There's an actual <laughs> I love it. That's honestly like, awesome. We can actually measure that. Yeah. It's like a game show yeah. the whole if, season. If he, if he is going into week 12 with, like, a certain amount of points he needs to get, you know, he hasn't got it yet. That should be the primetime game of the year. <laughs> It'll be on that should be CBS big noon, or... college game day. Like, yeah, oh, my Nebraska. gosh. That'll be fun. Yeah, it's Nebraska. CBS. And it's Nebraska. <laughs> and they it's probably le- won't be going to a bowl game either, so that's going to be it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. All right. With the last offseason uh, discussion ever, just this year, done for uh like i said this realignment filled sucky off season we'll get into a uh, little week zero here we'll we'll probably jump straight into predictions we're not going to do a lock or dog this week because there's too few games not enough to to go off of but before we start that any games in particular any storylines you guys are excited for honestly no <laughs> i'm excited for all of it I'm just excited I'm to have college excited football to have back. Football on the screen, but I mean, there's no game that's really going to be that great. Maybe no, maybe the Dublin game. Week zero sucks. Let's be honest. We're talking about their season football. or just week zero? No, just week zero. Hmm. No, yeah, nothing. No. <laughs> Except for just the fact that football's back, and I'm going to watch the games and enjoy the hell out of them. Oh yeah. Like, like I wish I could say that I'm psyched for UMass versus. New Mexico State, but really, I'm just, I'm just not. I mean, that's the game I'm least you? excited for. <laughs> kind of like the NFL preseason. No one cares. It does feel like the preseason. Yeah, uh, Navy versus Notre Dame, Dublin Part Two. 
sort of intriguing. Um, USC, seeing Caleb Williams play, Heisman frontrunner. That could be neat. Uh, Louisiana Tech, we they're on Nebraska's schedule, so we get to see them play as well. Get a little insight. I'm going to watch film, call my boy Rule, let him know what's going on. So, yeah, Hawaii Vandy, too, rematch of the year from last year's week zero. Don't want to talk about that game. Shout out Jared last year for giving us bad info. <laughs> All right. With that, let's get into predictions. Saturday slate is here, first of the year. And we're going to start off with the very first game that's going to kick it off, 1.30 p.m. Central Time in Dublin on NBC. Navy taking on number 13, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is 20 and a half point favorites. And uh, don't, don't know if they cover. doesn't matter. They're going to win the game. Yeah. There's, this isn't even, there's no question mark on this game. The Irish are going to pull away and cruise home and probably go to an Irish pub. That was funny. So, we aren't picking spreads. We're just picking the winner. Yeah, just straight up. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah same as last year. This guy forgets okay. how to do things. I mean, it's been a while. Come on, man. I got Notre Dame, too. Easy pick. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. It's a lock. Surprised nobody power said no, Notre Dame. Yeah. First man, power six curse. Next, UTEP at Jacksonville State. This is actually Jacksonville State's first ever FBS game. They're coming up from the FCS. Um, and it's at Jacksonville State home game. I'm going to go on a little limb here and, and pick Jacksonville State. Rich Rodriguez is the head coach, which I didn't know, but he's got a lot of experience. And Jacksonville State has a lot of returning players from last year. So I think they get it done in their first ever FB, FBS football game. Is it my turn? Jesus Christ. Respect respect the order. UTEP. It's because he's got to actually make a decision instead of copying us. That's true. I knew it. I knew it would call him out this week. I'm going to take Jacksonville State. I did just – I was curious. I looked up the weather, and it is going to be 100 degrees um, on Saturday in Jacksonville, Florida. So It's Jacksonville, That's Alabama. Scary. Jacksonville, Alabama. It's not Florida. No, Jacksonville State's in Alabama. <laughs> this guy's making up teams, making up I mean, I locations. Never, I would have never known. I, I, could have, I, thought, I thought it would be Florida. Let me look up the weather right now. Wait, is Jackson? <laughs> now you got to switch your pick to Utah. This yeah. is Jacksonville State in Jacksonville, Alabama. Yeah, what is... Good thing uh, my boys from Texas, El Paso – they're even farther south than Jacksonville, Alabama, so they'll be ready for that heat, and they're going to win. Hey, uh, Jacksonville, Alabama is only going to be 97 degrees at kickoff on Saturday. You tip yeah, all the Alabama way. Boys will be ready. Give me the UTEP Miners. What now? Hold on, Brad. What's up? Miners. The UTEP Miners. Brad likes You're miners. Going, Brad's going for the Miners. <laughs> <laughs> He finally admitted it. I also got UTEP. I think while Jacksonville State's returning a lot of good guys, I think they lost some key players, as well as losing prime time. Uh, and they're making. Then they're taking. That's the next a different level program. Right. That's a different Jackson program. State. What? 
Jack. Oh, Jack. Say, how the hell do you know? Devin's <laughs> 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 like, they also lost a lot of key players. I'm like, we got I a scouting report. Hey. To be honest, you guys, I, I did the I did the same thing in my notes. I didn't put Jacksonville State. I put you guys, Jackson State. I you guys, actually I'm changing work. to UTEP. Fuck Jacksonville, <laughs> wherever the hell it is. I don't care for it. I don't <laughs> Dang, I'm going lone wolf on this one. Then. I guess. <laughs> where is uh Where is Jackson State? Alabama. Who cares? I love Alabama. I'm going to guess Florida. Jackson State. I want to say is in. It's in Texas. Arkansas, dude. It's in the capital of the state that it is in. Named Miss- after the- Mississippi. Yeah, Jackson, Mississippi. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, that was the trivia for the day. All right, next, uh, let's move on. UMass at New Mexico State. In case you didn't know, those are in Massachusetts and New Mexico. Uh, New Mexico State is favored by eight points, and I think they get the job done. UMass is a bad football team. UMass bad. New Mexico State good. Brad also bad for uh, fucking with my shit on the spreadsheet. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go UMass on this. Why? Because last year I I tuned into a New Mexico State game. And I bet on their quarterback. Um, I bet the over for his passing yards in the second half, and it was some number like 36 and a half. And he did not get it. Um, that's my only knowledge of New Mexico State. So I'm going uh, to UMass. I'll go with Vegas and pick New Mexico State here. Uh, New Mexico State by a lot. UMass is bad. I I will second all that. I think UMass is bad. Go State. You guys are going to be surprised on that one. <laughs> Next, Ohio at San Diego State. Um, sneaky good group of five matchup here. A little Mac versus Mountain West and two of the better teams in both of those conferences. This one's on Fox Sports 1. Um, I got SDSU, but it, I think it's going to be really close. It needs to be a really good game. Yeah. Um... I'll second that. I got SDSU. Uh, is it the Aztecs? Yes, sir. I got, I got them boys. I also have SDSU. Me, four. I also got them. I got San Diego State as well. Fuck all y'all. Go Bobcats. We got only got one person different in all the picks right now, so... Uh, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. Well, we cursed Notre Dame, so there goes that one. (laughs) Next, Hawaii at Vanderbilt, SEC country. Last year, Vanderbilt went out to the Hawaiian Islands and dominated the Rainbow Warriors. This time, Hawaii's, like I said, going into some SEC country and to an unfinished Vanderbilt Stadium. Commodores favored by sixteen and a half. I think that's too low. I think they win by a pretty large margin. Yeah. Shout out Jared last year for telling me that Hawaii was going to win this game. Not a chance in hell. Give me Vanderbilt. I got Vandy, mostly because um, the SEC, it just means more. Rainbow Warriors down. I got Vandy. 
Yeah, I picked Hawaii last year, and that was a gigantic mistake. So I'm going to go Vanderbilt. I'm going Hawaii. Uh, oh, my God. I can't wait. I just think they're going to be a little bit more fired up. I, I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder, and and they're going to go into SEC country and pull out a win. Once again, Devin, gigantic mistake. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> that is a bad <laughs> pick. That is terrible. I'm telling terrible. you right now. If, picks again. if we were doing underdog. Bad. If we were doing underdog, that'd be worth a lot of points, but we're not. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be the worst underdog. pick. Uh, you just wait until my next pick. By the way, I can't wait for uh, when we get back to the dogs next week because, again, new format. Hey, I can't yeah, wait till I can't off. wait to say my tank next week. I'm gonna say Devin Vanderbilt just went over Hawaii seventy to zero. Could happen. Yeah, next back is everyone's favorite. I know, particularly Headley's favorite in the spread pick. Um, we have a spread that is big enough this week. We have USC, sixth ranked team in the country, favored by thirty at home over San Jose State. I think that line is really good because I think San Jose State, they've been a pretty good team the last couple of years. I think last year they got off to a 7-2 and two start um, before they lost a few. But USC is going to throw the ball all over their defense and score 70 points. So USC's defense doesn't matter, and USC covers. Uh, USC, especially Caleb Williams, has a lot on the line here. You know, preseason Heisman favorite. You got to go out and show out. Um, they want to make the playoffs this year. USC covering for sure they have to they just need to go all out on this game i think usc covers and san jose state scores 30 well since everyone else is saying yes i'm gonna go ahead and no they're gonna score a lot of points usc but they're gonna give up some points they're gonna win by 29 (laughs) that's fair uh, USC is going to put San Jose into the ground. So, yes. I think they cover and Caleb Williams plays two, two and a half quarters. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me. And then last but not least, the nightcap. I think this is an 8 p.m. Central start, so sort of getting into some late-night football. Florida International, Louisiana Tech. DeColdis Crawford. Uh, is going to try to do some things for La Tech this year. Um, they're favored by 10 points, and I think they win the game. I think La Tech's going to be pretty decent this year. So, yeah. I got my boy Alex Win here. La Tech taking it. I'm also going to cheer for Alex Win. I'm going to go LA Tech. I got La Tech too. Got La Tech. I got a lot to And we just cursed another team. All right. Nice. Our stickers. Is it? That one. Oh, FIU's not Casey Thompson. He's FAU. Correct. That would have been interesting if it was. That would have have been cool. But anyway, there's all of our picks for week zero. We'll see how it goes. Can't wait to watch some games. By the way, throughout this podcast, I did sip on a little roulade. We're going seven and five now. Um, But anyway... With that, mark it down, mark it down, mark it down seven and five because we're starting four and oh, and we're we're not gonna go six and six. Roulade. And so awesome, chugged on, chugged on a little roulette. Um, but yeah, excited to watch some games this weekend, absolutely pumped for it, and even more excited 
that next week is week one. Tons of good football. Nebraska football is almost back. We're a week and a couple of days away from Husker football. I can't even contain myself right now. It's going to go straight into a look in. And <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to be in Memorial Stadium with 90,000 people watching the volleyball game first. It's a nice and then, Thursday. Like, I think that's going to, that environment's going to be electric. We, right now, we could win the national championship in football. That's where the attitude's at. And when we're going to be in, should with 90,000 people and we can't risk that at all, no matter what, we're going to walk out of there still with the chance to beat Minnesota. Like, we are going to, we are going to leave there disappointed. It's going to be awesome. All I'm saying, too, massive week for Lincoln. Zach Bryan, which I know a couple of the boys here are going to. Volleyball game, which is going to set a world record. First Husker game of the season, roulade. And if we win that game, burn everything down. Let's go crazy. <laughs> we won the natty. Yeah. Lincoln might be a fireball after that. Who knows? <laughs> well, with that being said, going ahead end this podcast for this week. Exciting week ahead of us. Uh, week zero football. We have seven games. Uh, very excited. Uh, let's see how we start the season out in our picks here. Uh, hopefully Devin doesn't go uh, three and four. Um, but go ahead and end things. Excited for you know Husker football coming up next week. Husker volleyball game like Headley mentioned. And uh, let's sip on the roulade. And with that being said, uh, as always, go Big Red. Go Hawks.